Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. Hi, this is Keith Chancy coming at you from the recording studio of the Canicuck Institute. We are here today with Karen Chancy, and we want to come to you live and talk to you today about trials that we go through. And today what we're going to do is try to do as best we can helping those that are out there that are going through difficult times just to know how to go through those. Karen, how are you today? Hey, I'm great. Good to be with you. (laughs) It's good to be with you too as my sweetie. You know, um, Karen, you know, it's really interesting. We all go through trials. And, and trials, those things, it seems like, you know, in today's world that everybody says, man, today is a hard day. It's a tough day. And, and they all kind of go through these difficult times. Karen, what are some of the worst trials that you've ever been through? <laughs> That's a great question. You know, I think uh, all of us are going to go through uh, burying our parents mm-hmm. Some of us will bury our children, and those are such difficult trials, I think, too, when your children have medical issues and all kinds of things. Those are really difficult trials. Uh, So we've been through all of that. God remains faithful in the midst. Um, But probably one of the ones in the forefront of my mind is when I was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm about seven years ago. Wow, that seems like a forever time ago, but it seems so current when you think about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Why don't Mm -hmm. you talk to us a little bit about that? How, You know, Karen, how did you um, prepare yourself? I mean, you know, let's just go back and remember, the day that you heard you've got cancer. Well, I'm going to back up (laughs) from that. Go ahead. I remember I was not feeling well at all, and I knew... Something in my gut knew something was wrong. And so I uh, had friends that had told me, of course, you know, you get a certain age and your hormones are not prevalent and you feel horrible. And a friend of mine had said, I got my life back by getting a hormone pellet. So I began this journey to St. Louis to get a hormone pellet. And I remember I felt so horrible, I couldn't even drive hardly to St. Louis four hours to go to the doctor and then drive back. But I got to the doctor and uh, so excited that my life was going to change and I would be this new person with energy. (laughs) And he said, you know, there's a a lump right here on your breast and I'm not going to give you a pellet until you get that checked out. So I tried my best to convince him that this happens to me every year. I have these things, and they're cysts, and they tell me they're fine. You know, in fact, the uh, when I go in, they kind of roll their eyes like, why is she here again? So I begged him, please give me the pellet. He said, no, I can't do it. So I don't even know how I drove back four hours. That's mm. how tired and exhausted I was. But got back, got it all checked out, and uh, anyway... Got the call. We were in Dallas moving our daughter to a new apartment. And I remember I got the call and he said, you know, Mrs. Chancy, I, I just need to tell you your biopsy came back and um, it shows cancer. And my response was, so what you're saying is I'm not going to get my pellet? <laughs> I'm sure he didn't ever hear humor coming back, but um, it was like, okay all right, this is the journey ahead. 
and let's mm-hmm. let's let's go with it. I think always when you hear that C word, you're taken back and you kind of are like, oh wow, okay, what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. I know and I trust my days are numbered by the Lord, mm-hmm. but you never want to really know mm-hmm. that those numbers could be up. <laughs> you know, Karen, I remember, you know, just you, you were so exhausted mm-hmm. and you and I talked about it. You know, you, you just felt like I can't even get out of bed. And I remember making you get up, mm-hmm. you know, cause you said, I just can't do it. And, and it's almost as if you'd gone into that dark hole <laughs> and you just said, I can't do it anymore. You know, Karen, kind of what was going through your mind, even before you got the C word, what was going through your mind? Well, I knew something was wrong. Yeah, you knew something was wrong. I knew something was wrong. We were Mm -hmm. going to Cameron's football games at Mizzou, and I was like, I can't be this tired all Mm -hmm. the time. I just Mm -hmm. can't be so exhausted. So I really feel like my body was preparing me for Mm -hmm. that moment. Mm -hmm. And it was almost, this is going to sound a little bizarre, there was almost a relief to have a name to it and maybe a hope that, okay, Maybe now we can we can figure out what this mm-hmm. is, and mm-hmm. maybe one day I'll get my life back. Maybe not. We're never guaranteed that. And I I want to stop for a second because I think all of us probably have a fear of death. But the Lord was so present in that time, reminding me that our citizenship is not here. Our citizenship is in heaven. And you and I remember when we lost our son Barak. And we rejoiced because he was in heaven. You know, he was here on earth for just a flash, but then he was in heaven and we reminded ourselves that's our goal. And why would we mourn? Obviously you do mourn, but he's where we want to be. And so that was prevalent in my thought of, okay, we're going to go this journey, but ultimately we want to be with the Mm. Lord. So um, trusting him Mm. to decide those days. Karen, you know, you just said something that's really big, and I'm sure the audience out there listening goes, how in the world did you prepare yourself in that way that you go, I'm okay. If God so gives me another day on this earth, I'm going to do it. If he doesn't, I'm going home. How did you have that security? Well, I am married to the most positive person (laughs) on the planet (laughs) that really lives that every single day. And um, now... I'm not going to lie. Was I uh, blown away? Was I scared? Was I nervous? Was I, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking, oh, no, this is it? Sure. Yeah. You think all of those things. Ultimately, you have the peace of the Lord that he's in control. Mm -hmm. And I do want to be in his presence. Mm -hmm. I would love a few more years. Mm -hmm. um, But trusting in his sovereignty, Mm -hmm. again, not going to lie. There were, you know, I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't know what was ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched you go through that and boy, did you ever go through it well. But I noticed something about you. It really drew us together and it mm-hmm. drew us to our knees. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think always adversity and trials either draw couples together to the Lord, or it draws them apart. Mm. And we're so grateful that this drew us together Mm -hmm. because we really went to the Lord in prayer and trusted Him for each Mm -hmm. step. And God put amazing godly friends, doctors in our path Mm -hmm. to speak wisdom and just grateful, Mm. you know, for all Mm. of that. You know, Karen, you know, 
you said we drew near to the Lord in prayer. We drew near to the Lord in the Word of God. Was there any um, passage <laughs> that you kind of went, man, this is my capstone? Absolutely. Psalm 91. And I'll just read a tiny, yeah, a tiny, do. tiny snippet of it. As much as you want to, the audience wouldn't mind. <laughs> he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and bulwark. And I just pictured, you know, there was nothing I could do. I pictured myself as this little bird under the shelter of the wings Mm. of the Lord and just trusting in him to shelter me, to comfort me, to provide for me, and to really walk with us through that journey. Mm. You know, I, I, I can't say it. When I would hear you meditating on that scripture and i would now go meditate on it because i go i knew you were and i knew there were fears there i kind of picture the same thing i saw those wings Mm -hmm. over you Mm -hmm. and just kind of taking care of you in the refuge of the almighty's wings Mm -hmm. and i thought you know what karen's okay but you know karen you know what you went through is you know i call it the psalm 23 the valley Mm -hmm. of the shadow of death you now have gotten the word you have cancer you now are being told this is the date in which you're going to have surgery. Karen, leading up to that day, how did you prepare yourself for the surgery? And what was your thoughts as you thought, I'm going to come out of this surgery? Well, I don't know that you ever really prepare yourself there you go. for that kind of surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew we were going to do a double mastectomy and um, then have reconstruction. Mm-hmm. And so I really focused on really the future of, okay, can we get through this? And what will that look like? So thankfully, we did not have to do chemo or radiation. Mm -hmm. We opted for a double mastectomy instead. It was really close to my heart. Mm -hmm. So we um, opted for that and was so grateful we didn't have to do that. Now, the journey after that was <laughs> probably harder than the journey before. Mm, mm. Explain. <laughs> okay, so I do have autoimmune issues, and we did the reconstruction, and I got cleared after eight weeks, and then my body rejected all of it. So mm. it got infected, and uh, I was in Dallas. Keith took the Institute kids to Greece, and had to have emergency surgery to have it all removed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's a thing. Mm, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Thank the Lord I'm married to the most amazing man that, um, you know, I haven't had reconstruction again. And maybe one day I will. But <laughs> as of right now, I haven't. And, you know, he makes me, he being you, make me feel like a 12 on a 10 scale, mm. even though that hasn't been affected. Mm. Um, but I will, I do want to address one thing because I was just talking to a friend of mine that had a very similar journey, but the drugs they give you afterward for the cancer is, uh, boy, that was a doozy. Mm-hmm. So tamoxifen, uh, all of those types of drugs mm-hmm. that they give you to block estrogen, which causes, which they thought caused my cancer. Those took me to the brink mm. of 
I don't think I want to keep living. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it made me so sick. Everything in me ached. I couldn't get out of bed. And I remember we had this conversation of saying, you know, we're going to go with quality of life mm-hmm. over quantity of life. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do tamoxifen. Mm-hmm. And I think my doctor about croaked. Mm-hmm. But praise the Lord, he led me to a, a doctor that said, I can take anestrozole, which is the estrogen blocker, and I can put it in a pellet. And it won't go through your system. You won't be sick. It'll bypass. And it'll bypass. And I mean that she I watched gave me a my brand life new woman. back. Yeah, she yeah. gave me my life back. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I remember watching you go through that. Now I'm talking to, I'm, I'm looking at these doctors and I want to knock these doctors out because <laughs> I'm going, wait, you're making my wife feel miserable. Her quality mm-hmm. of life is pathetic. Mm-hmm. She's not feeling better. You're making her feel worse. And we thought by having the cancer taken away, she was going to feel better. What's going on? And and they would go, well, we can assure you this is the way it is. Yeah. And I'm, sweetie, I watched you. You said, no, I refuse to live. There's got to be something better. And I got to, you know, just say, I am so encouraged watching you fight through saying, I refuse to listen to what other people say, that this is the quality of life in which I live. Yeah. And you fought it. And when you found that doctor, we have seen a new you uh, that actually put you back to where even better you were before. Yeah. And I just want to encourage some of you out there that are on tamoxifen. I've probably had 10, 15 women in my life that were in the same boat Mm -hmm. of saying, I would rather die than continue on this path of tamoxifen. And I've been able to say, no, you can Mm -hmm. get it in a pellet and, and you won't have the side effects. So I'm really mm. grateful for that, for, you know, for, yeah. and, and again, just praying for godly wisdom in yeah. all of those decisions, yeah. you know. You know, Karen, um, one of the things that was really great for you is that you somehow, someway, your mind, as you said earlier, you went to the Lord, you, you bowed to him in prayer, you sought his word, and, and, and during the most difficult time, the valley of the shadow of death, you said, you know what, God, I trust you. And, and in our audience today, there are people out there that are going through, whether it be a miscarriage or they've, they've lost a child, they've gone through cancer, or they have something that's just absolutely coming at them in waves that are too big to handle. What would be your words to, to just in conclusion today that you'd say to them to go, you know what? Stand strong. Yeah. Here you go. Okay. I would, I, I would just like to encourage y'all in that. This is not our home. Mm. You know, our our citizenship again is in heaven and our goal is to live in eternity with Christ. Mm. And so if you know Christ, we don't have to be fearful here. Whether today is my last day, whether it's a cancer diagnosis or a car wreck, you know, the Lord mm-hmm. knows your days. Mm-hmm. Those days are numbered and he alone knows what they are. So live life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. If it's today, I have had a full, wonderful, amazing life. And if he gives me, please don't, but if he gives me 25 more, (laughs) I don't want to be that old, but you know, I want to make him known for the rest of my Mm. life. But, but fear not, because Mm. if you truly know Jesus, our goal is Mm. to be with him for eternity, Mm. whether it's today or 10 years, 20 years, however long, you know, Karen, in today conclusion, I'm just going to read Psalm 23. You know, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. 
He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the darkest era of life, I will not fear evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and your kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Karen, thank you for your willingness to share a very difficult time. If any of you guys out there today, you're going through a difficult time. First and foremost, I love what Karen said. Go to the Lord. And you know what? If you're struggling even in your salvation, you're questioning God, go to God and ask Him for salvation. You know, God is a God of comfort. He doesn't say that you're going to be without pain, but He goes to us and meets us in our pain. Karen, thank you for this, what your sh- willingness to share with us today. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for the ministry you have. And guys, out there in the audience today, we pray for you guys that you would find comfort in Christ. We love you guys and have a very gracious day in the Lord. Hey, until we hear from you again or you hear from us, God bless. Have the best day ever.